0: Hey, oh, okay, driving through the woods right now, I'm driving through the woods right now, driving through the scary woods right now, hope a deer doesn't come out. Oh, I brought the wrong car for this. Um. So, hi everybody, it's nice to actually get the opportunity to do the podcast like this. I'm driving home from dropping off a bunch of shit at my sister's place. Um, You know, a little dog sitting while they go to uh, to California. Um, Yeah, a couple things. Before I forget, I had to get my license renewed. Uh, uh, Plus, I'll just let you know, probably not a super musical podcast. Today so if you're like oh man I want to know about the not gigs that are Happening uh this isn't The one for you but I um Saying um a lot again <sighs> Out of practice but Before I forget I Went to go get my license renewed I, didn't, I totally forgot Or didn't realize that my license Had expired on my birthday This year Because I had just recently transferred, or a year ago, I transferred over my license from a mass license to a Rhode Island license. This is very interesting stuff. But what ended up happening was I didn't realize that it only lasted for one year. Like, doesn't it not, don't you not have to renew your license after like, I don't know, maybe it's one year, the first year you have a license, then it's like three years or five years. Am I making that up or is that... Is that what actually happens? I can't, I don't know. But this year I had to renew my license and I didn't realize it, so I was driving on a um, an expired license for about a week, week and a half. Uh, but I wasn't really driving because I had an appendectomy, which I don't remember if I talked about that. We gotta get into that too. But the reason why I'm bringing up the license thing is because when I went to AAA, to renew my license, because I'm not going to DMV if I don't have to, or DMV, um, so I went to AAA, there was hardly anyone there, I got uh, got in there right away, and I think I was the second person in line, and I go up, I'm like, hey, alright, um, I need to renew my license, here's my, here's what my old one looks like, and... Uh, I filled out the paperwork, yeah, yeah, yada, 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 and um, the lady goes, oh, okay, uh, go take, we're going to take your picture. I was like, oh, there's, there's no eye tests, uh, don't have to take, do do that, because I'm pretty conscious about, I, I drive a lot, I drive a lot, and I know the rules, and and if you don't know this, over the quarantine and, and COVID and stuff, I've been working for my brother at, Am, at Amazon Fulfillment Center. Uh, fulfillment. It's like the last mile he does. The, um, you know, he, he is a contractor for them. He has his own delivery company and the, with the prime vans and all that stuff. Uh, so it's his, it's his company. So I, I was driving and delivering packages, but I'm not doing that anymore. I, I work in the office. I'm his fleet manager. So I basically manage, A bunch of vans and make sure that they're all in working order and all that stuff so that's what I've been doing um over over the course of time so I know a lot about the regulations I had to get my medical card the DOT medical card and do a lot of driving tests and big vehicles and all that stuff so and I enjoy it it's fun it's fun to drive big stuff anyway this is besides the point so what I'm getting at here. Is I, knew, I know that you're supposed to take an eye test But When I went there She said, oh, due to COVID We're not doing there's no, there's no eye test required And I don't know I didn't do much digging on this Because I don't know if this is just a AAA thing If you're just a AAA member Maybe they kind of get away with Not doing an eye test or, or whatever Because of germs, I guess um, But I don't, I'm not sure if that's the same way it works at the DMV. But I didn't have to take an eye test and nobody has to take an eye test. Isn't that, just think about that for a second. You can go in, renew your license, no eye test. Say if, if you are like, I don't know, terrible, have terrible vision and maybe something happened to your vision, it got worse between the last time you got a new license and then this time that you're getting a new license and then, alright go ahead, go back on the road (laughs) isn't that crazy? I thought that was insane like, we're going to you can't have an eye test because of COVID, so we're just going to toss you back on the road without knowing exactly how good or bad your vision is uh one danger for the other it, I just thought it was kind of ridiculous like can't, can't you put one of the the eye test boards or, or something on the wall and be like hey read this line can you read that line I know they're not eye doctors but just make a make a thing like hey if they can't read this line then they can't get a new license I think it's. Uh, I'd rather. I'd rather have people that can see on the road. I'd rather have people that I know, that we know, can see on the road. Um, so, tell me your thoughts on that. On eye test at the DMV or, or AAA when you're renewing. I thought it was ridiculous. I think people. Sh- I think we should be testing people's vision, before they go out on on the road with us. Uh, another thing that happened Oh, thanks everybody For for tuning in to the Over the Hump live streams And for supporting and entering In the contest um, we, I drew the winners last night And it was super duper fun um, You can always Email in to Afterthegigpod At gmail.com Ask questions, requests Whatever man Whatever, I'm here for you I'm here to serve So, I had an appendectomy I had an appendectomy A couple of weeks ago And the reason why I'm bringing it up um, Because I know It's a surgery that happens a lot A lot of people I feel like everyone that I've talked to That I've said, hey, I had an appendectomy They're like, oh yeah, me too Most people have had appendectomies who hasn't had an appendectomy but my appendectomy was a little bit different than most people's apparently because I went back to the surgeon um, for a follow-up appointment sorry if this is boring guys but I'm I'm getting in there so many, you guys know that I have Crohn's disease and, and I've battled it for a long time since 2006. I've had, a, I've had a bunch of surgeries, a bunch of, not a bunch of surgeries, but I've had surgeries and I've been hospitalized a few times, um, over flare ups for Crohn's disease. And when I was, um, you know, a few weeks ago, I was at my, I was at my sister's and, um, And I had eaten dinner and then I wasn't and I started to not feel it well I started to get really really sharp terrible pains in my abdomen and and it was I'm telling you it was identical identical to pain that I've had before Um, I remember being on the road with Stephen Kellogg in Chicago or in Evanston to be more specific I was in Evanston with Stephen, and I had had this exact same pain. I had to lie down in bed, In not in bed, but on a couch, in um, in at at space at at the uh, the venue space in Evanston, Illinois. Because it hurt so bad, it hurt so bad. You know, couldn't pass anything. It was just uh, it was brutal, and I thought I was having a blockage because that's what had hospitalized me before. I've had, you know, NG tubes put in and all kinds of terrible stuff that you can Google. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you specifically what these things were, but, um, this was this, that same pain. I, I was like, Hey, you know, I think we need to go home. I need to, I need to rest. I need to get in bed. and, and, we, we went home. Every bump we hit, man, it was so fucking painful. It was so painful. Um, but we finally got home. And I was just hanging out. Usually usually the pain passes. It passes. And, you know, go and do number two. And, and everything is right as rain. Um, but this time, that was not the case. And, um, I was lying in bed and I get out of bed and I go to Genevieve. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm going to go to the hospital (laughs) because it was that bad. And I know I get really worried when I get that specific pain, that very, um, familiar pain. So I go to the hospital. I... Well, my dad comes and picks me up and goes to the hospital and um, takes me there because I couldn't, at that point, I couldn't drive myself. Jen had to stay home with the baby. It was really our only option. And uh, he took me to the hospital. And it's a bummer because, you know, well, with COVID, you can't, you can't have anyone come in with you. Um, Jen and I were very lucky because when we had Ethan... It was like at the beginning and they were just about to like hmm, Excuse me. They're just about to squash having having anybody in the hospital. Like we couldn't have any family, but there was a point in time where they were thinking about not even having the husband in in the hospital, which I think is ridiculous, but I couldn't have anybody in with me. I went into the emergency room, they took my dad's name, but they said, you can't go in, you know, it, it's, he's on his own. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess dealing with this on my own. But, um, I've been to the hospital plenty of time. I, it's, it's one of those weird things where if you're young and you're not used to going to the doctor or you're not used to being in that environment, you can, it can be very stressful. It can be, um, it can be a very, anxious time for somebody, um, trigger a lot of anxiety. And I don't feel that way anymore. I get, I'm, I'm comfortable in a hospital, so it was fine. Don't feel bad for me. Um, I was in there, maybe I, w- I got right into a room. There was hardly anyone there. I felt like I was the only person in this fucking hospital and I was drugged up and shoved into a CT machine, into a CT scan, within, like, 20 minutes. And then 10 minutes later, a doctor comes in, goes, so, um, looks like you uh, have a bit of a a bad appendicitis, and we're going to need to get that appendix out ASAP. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no. I, I honestly, I told a doctor, I told someone that has gone to school for longer than, well, I was going to say longer than me. Everyone's going to school probably longer than me. But um, someone that knows what they're doing, I questioned that person. I was like, no, no, no. I felt this pain before, and um, you can't be right. So I'm ha- I'm asking them to call my GI doctor, be like, no, ha- call him and have them set you straight. This can't be appendicitis, like, there's, there's no way, I've definitely felt this pain before, and I've dealt with it, and it's passed, and, and whatever, so she's like, well, she's, she's basically talking to me, like, like, you're wrong, she might as well have just said, you're definitely wrong, Um, I'm going to nod my head and smile and I'm going to listen to what you're saying, but you're, you're definitely wrong and not qualified at all to, uh, tell me anything. And, uh, you know, so I was immediately admitted to the hospital scheduled for surgery. The very, uh, next morning I could barely sleep. I was, I was on, I think it's called Dilaudid. Delotted or something like that—a um, very strong pain medication that is like—it's drugs. I mean, it's there's no, there's no—it's—it's uh, just—it's like just legally doing drugs with with uh, medical supervision. So I'm all I'm all woozy and looped up, and and uh, I, I gotta say, in the hospital I was at, the, it was. I mean the staff there was incredible There were The the nurses were amazing The doctors were all amazing It was like almost an, an all female staff There was one point Where I woke up in the morning And there was literally like Ten, 10 Lady doctors just like Surrounding the bed um, And you know it, I, I don't know I don't know where I'm going with that But it's true it, it's true. Anyway, so, um, I am scheduled for surgery. I wake up in the morning, they wheel me down, uh, they shave my belly, and they get ready to do a laparoscopic surgery. They give me the awesome, awesome medication right before they, they put you to sleep. And um, man, I just told him, I was like, hold on, just let me enjoy this for a second. And then, and then you can put me out. Um, I don't know what that one's called, but they, they're so sneaky about it. They're like, Hey, we're gonna give you some medication to make you comfortable and, and whatever. And, and we're gonna, we'll, we'll put you in there and, and put you out. And then you'll just wake up in, in the emergence. You'll wake up in the recovery room and everything will be fine. Um, they just, nonchalantly mention that, oh, we're going to put a breathing tube in and, um, you know, there's a chance we'll knock out your teeth. (laughs) Um, so they do that. And then the doctor that was administering the medication to make you feel comfortable, she just kind of goes over to the side. And then when they're getting you ready, like, five doctors come in and, and the anesthesiologist comes in and those of you that have had surgery before you know you know exactly what I'm talking about in the series of events that happens but it's just, a, it's just kind of a funny I always find it to be a funny series of, of events because they they're doing things to make you not nervous like there's there's definitely um, there's definitely a strategy there that they that they use, and I don't know if it's just bedside manner or just the way that they move things along and try not to panic you, but there's definitely some kind of psychology going on when when they do these things, because that doctor that gives you that drug just kind of sneaks around the side, and just all of a sudden you 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 feel it. You just all of a sudden feel, it and you're like, whoa. Whoa And I'm used to that feeling Like It's actually If if I'm getting Something done like that Like I know it's, I know it's coming I know what to expect But I looked at her And I caught I caught her doing it And I I looked at her and I go I know what you're doing over there <laughs> And she started laughing And then she gave the thing to me And I was like Whoa This is awesome So I go in I have a surgery I hope this is not Too Um Boring to hear. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna stop apologizing. Uh, so where was I? Go into the, you know, the room. I'm all, I'm all hopped up on drugs. I go into the, I move over to the other table. I lie down. They put me out. I wake up in the recovery room, and it was the most groggy I had ever been. In a recovery room after a procedure or something I was in so much fucking pain when I woke up It was ridiculous And they kept telling me to cough They kept saying I needed to cough And I remember it hurting so bad And I just don't I, I can't remember actually being able to see anything um, I feel like they were telling me to cough When I was actually still like out of it so I don't remember that part of it very well. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember going back up to the room. Usually, that stuff you remember. You're in. You're in a recovery room, and they come over to you, and and usually they. Uh, They give you like, I don't know, it depends on what the thing is, but they, they'll give you like crackers or like juice or something like that. And, but I'm usually with it. Like I usually know what's going on around me. This was not, not the same, not the same by a long shot. It was like very, like my body went through some, some trauma. Um, but you know, in my head, I'm like, this was just a normal appendectomy so going along with it and that's all well and good fine so i get back up into my room and man that the next day i was like they gave me a lot of pain medication but the next day they fill your body with like with with air basically just like gas to to be able to see and be able to have room and and whatever so all that all that air gets trapped in different parts of your body and and for me it was like all up in my shoulders and my chest and, and my back it was just so fucking painful and those those of you that have had something like that done you know what I'm talking about like it it feels like the worst cramp that you've ever had but like in your shoulder or something and it lasts it lasts for like a day like an entire day so that was happening I'm every chance I got, I was like, give me more, give me more pain medication. It was just really, really bad. Um, And the following day, it was less of that, but I just wasn't, wasn't getting better. I wasn't getting any better. But then the nurse comes in, I think it was like the day after the actual surgery. And she comes in to take my blood pressure and, and, and pulse and stuff. And I'm just, I'm in so much pain that I'm starting to like, I'm starting to get anxious about it. I'm starting to worry about it. So my heart rate was, evol- um, uh, elevated pretty high. And she told me that and I, and I just the fact, I don't know what it was about how she said it, but it really freaked me out. And I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And I actually, I actually had a a really bad panic attack because I was also trying to like get up out of bed for one of the first time and like walk around and they want you to walk around and, and, uh, try to get up on your feet. But as I was getting up, I started have, having this really terrible panic attack and I had to sit in the chair next to the bed and, um, and just, you know, have, it felt like it felt like everything was just closing in on me like my vision w- Like went away it it, it it I like Pretty much blacked out uh, Without actually passing out um, But like it, my vision actually got went tunnel vision and then my hearing went away It was I had never had a Panic attack where my actual hearing went away and It came back Within, you know, these things don't last very long. You just trip, breathe through it, and I've had them before, and you just gotta take your time and understand that this is not forever and it will go away. Um, but there are certain things that, like, if someone says something a certain way, or if you're in a room and you're not comfortable, where it can happen. How, it used to happen to me on planes um, before before we would take off or even after we would we would land. Um, it, it never bothered me when we were in the air. It's this weird thing about being closed in a space and you just can't get up. It's that period of time where you're taxiing and uh, you just can't, you know, you can't take your seatbelt off. You can't get up to go to the bathroom. And when you have Crohn's disease and, and mild anxiety, like it creates a feedback loop, and then you just freak yourself out. You freak, you're your own worst enemy. It's these weird, um, these weird fears, these these uh, these things that are just completely out of your control, and you create them yourself. That's another good thing to understand that you know people that have anxiety. It's like you're creating these situations yourself. It's 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 uh, you know illogical fear. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so if you remember that and you breathe and you realize that it's not going to last forever, you can really help yourself out if that's something that you deal with. But other than that, so that's happening to me in, in the hospital, everyone's freaking out. All the doctors come in and I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I just had a panic attack. And I got freaked out that my heart rate was so high And I just need to lie down I need to lie down And, uh, you know, blood pressure was high It was just, it was not a fucking good experience at all But I was in there for like three days This was not an in and out procedure like normal But, you know, as far as I knew It was normal appendectomy So, finally get out of the hospital Fast forward a little bit You know, I can't work For one week It goes into the next week I was supposed to go down to Virginia To do some stuff in Virginia And I called the guys I'm like, hey I I waited as long as I could to see if I was going to feel better I was waiting for that magical Like, okay, you wake up and you just All of a sudden, you're good You're all set, like, you know, no problem anymore Like, maybe a little pain here and there, but whatever It just wouldn't happen Um Sorry, it's late, and I keep yawning. But it just it just wouldn't happen, and um, I ended up calling you know the doctor that I had a follow up appointment with. I'm like, hey, I'm still having problems. Like it's been two weeks and and or you know ten days whatever. I I've been out of pain meds <laughs> since you know I I, I finished them in, on the second day or the you know I I didn't. Take more than I was supposed to, but they only gave me so much because, you know, these things are they're dangerous, they're habit forming, but I really needed them. I was in a lot of pain. So I was like, I don't necessarily need more, but I just think it's weird that I haven't I haven't gotten significantly better in this amount of time. So she's like, Okay, well if you've if we don't have, he's not in today If you think it's an emergency Then you should go to the hospital I was like, I, I'm not there yet um, Or I'm not there at all I just I just think it's weird That, you know, certain areas are hurting And, and um, Other things aren't getting better So I wait till that next day And I actually felt a little better The next day, so I didn't call I had an appointment the following week. And that brings us to yesterday. So, yesterday I go in, I have an appointment with the surgeon that I didn't see. I met him right before he operated on me, never saw him again until yesterday. And he comes in and he goes, So, you know, what's us uh, I'm going to take a look at your belly. How are you feeling? Like, I know you've been in some discomfort. I'm like, You know, to be completely honest with you, like, I'm still in some pretty bad discomfort. Like I got this bad pain, in my low abdomen now, and it's it, now it's like hurting in my back. And I don't know what's going on. It's like, well, you did have a pretty rare and interesting appendect- appendectomy. It was like, we've definitely haven't really seen anything like yours in, in, in some time. I was like blown away by this because I, this is the first this is the first time hearing of it. Maybe they said something to me when I was, you know, groggy or whatever and in a hospital bed and didn't know what was going on around me, but you would think you would think that they would say something that, you know, oh, your your appendix was um you know, all fucked up. So he proceeds to tell me exactly what was going on, and uh, basically, my appendix had a ton of scar tissue around it. It wasn't all; it wasn't just hanging there like a normal one is. It was wrapped around the back of my colon, and it was attached to like my my body cavity. My it was attached to my back and my side, basically. Um, So they had to go in and they had to like take it, like take it out. They had had to like cut in a lot of different areas that they normally wouldn't do. Usually they just snip it off and take it out and that's it. But they had to like get it off my back. They had to get it, you know, off the colon and all that stuff. And to, to compound everything, it had a tumor in it. So, which was benign and not I don't want to worry anyone, but it was there. It was very, very small. Um, But the fact that it had a tumor in it and all this scar tissue and stuff. And I'm like, just sitting in the doctor's office like, this is all news to me. This is crazy. I've been dealing with this for like, for two weeks, still in pain. And no one said anything like you, you can expect a longer recovery time than a normal person with a normal appendectomy because you had a bunch of stuff cut, cut around and cut out and all that, whatever. So I, I was blown away and it actually it made me feel a little bit better because I'm like, Oh, I'm not just like, you know, people telling me, yeah, you know, I get you get all uh, macho and stuff. You're like, "Oh, I'm gonna do. I'll I'll beat this in a couple of days." And and then you find out, like, you know, the little old lady down the street had an appendectomy and she was back at work like the next day. And I'm like, "Why am I still in bed? Why can't I still not like pick anything up?" I'm just, what is going on? It's because that the doctor, like, you know, cut out a bunch of stuff, and it was. Still all fucked up in there. So, and that's a technical term. That's a medical term the doctor told me. uh, All fucked up in there. Um, I'm in there. I'm blown away. And and basically he tells me that the pain I'm still feeling right now could possibly be what only like 5% of people have and i he's like i don't even know what the percentage of uh what people have that what you know what your appendix looked like it's probably pretty pretty low man it's been it's been a hell of a couple of weeks and i've uh been a little bit frustrated by it and still kind of dealing with it but i'm just pushing forward man I'm trying to i'm i i did the over the hump i did not want to wait any longer to do that um to do that live stream. I've been wanting to do it so bad again, and it felt so good to play and like play to people and also have that, um, that community, everybody that, that watches the live stream every week. It, it felt good to, uh, to have that back. And it felt good yesterday when we when we did it. So going forward, the over the hump live stream is going to be on Wednesdays at eight Um, I mean, I don't know Thursday. It was the first one back. I I advertised a bit a bit more for it Um, There was definitely a better Turnout on the Thursday than there than there is on Wednesdays and I've kind of seen that uh, pretty consistently in the time that I've been doing it, but you know, Wednesday, I, I just can't, I don't know if I can make Thursdays work. Um, but Wednesdays are, are seeming to be pretty good. Maybe we'll do something else on the weekend. I don't know. I really love the live streaming. I've taken some, taken some time and, and put a lot of research into in like cameras and, um, you know, all that stuff, which I, which I enjoy using and, and, uh, all that. I, uh, I'm back. I'm trying to work hard and get these things going. Um, you know, one thing that I would love to tell you guys about is the live streams that Carbon Leaf has coming up. Um, sorry just blatantly and <laughs> pivot like that, but we have these live streams coming up and man, they're a big deal. They're a big deal for us. We haven't had a ton of shows this year and, um, As you know, musicians and clubs and restaurants and all these people are having a heck of a time. They're having a hell of a go, uh, this year. And there's really not a whole lot of, of, um, of help or, or, you know, other resources or whatever. We have to be scrappy. We have to get scrappy. And, um... I'm really looking forward to doing these live streams with Carbon Leaf. If you don't know about them, uh, please go to carbonleaf.com, or you can check out my website, or or um, you know anywhere online and and find out how you can get some tickets. You can you can watch all three. You can get all three live streams for fifty bucks, which is a great deal. It's twenty bucks per ticket f- per live stream. Um, there is a uh, you know, Turkey Day one—they all have names and they all have themes and stuff—and um, it's it's going to be great. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be great to play songs uh, with the guys and put on <clears throat> and put on a fun show for you guys. So, please, please, please buy a ticket. Uh, buy buy all three. Get all three. That's what that's what people are doing these days. Um, you can also check. You can also check out my website, jessehumphrey.com. The merch store is available. There is Over the Hump merch. There is After the Gig merch. Um, Always kind of revamping it and, and doing new designs and putting new things in there. So please check that out. Also, this is cool. The Patreon, there is a special going on right now where... If you sign up for the Patreon at the Rockstar level, uh, or if you're already a member of the Patreon and then you upgrade to that level, whether it's just for this month or, or you know, if you want to continue doing, doing that level um, or above, then right now... You're gonna get a, uh, a signed, handwritten drum chart, and it's one of the things that I gave away in the last Over the Hump. But put a lot of time into these. Um, I wrote a lot of charts out when I was first learning all the Carbon Leaf material because I was not familiar with it at all. Um, so I had to write all these things out, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, wow, these are these are cool. Like you see people buying handwritten lyrics and i know lyrics is a totally different thing because there's a totally different meaning to it but this is just another side of say your favorite song you know your favorite carbon lee song your favorite Stephen Kellogg song or or whatever things that i've played um that i have a lot of joy put a lot of joy into and put a lot of effort into it's a nice way to uh to see The other side of it, the music, another musical side of it. Um, and I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. So if you are interested in something like that, all you got to do is sign up for the Patreon and you get all the other exclusive content and you can check out and, and you put your shipping address in, pick the song that you want, and then I'll write it up, sign it, and then send it off to you and you can do whatever you want. You can frame it. You can, um, you know, if it's your least favorite song, you can like make a video of you ripping it up. I don't know why you would do that, but that's what it, you do. Whatever you want, man. It's free country. That's what's going on. And, uh, sorry to ramble on. I hope I didn't gross anybody out, but you know, I think it's important for somebody with Crohn's disease that knows how it feels to be a young kid with like stomach problems and being embarrassed to talk about it, and um, you know, I, I'm at the point where I feel like this was this was what the problem was all along, and maybe this maybe this fixed it. Maybe my maybe I won't have you know crazy stomach problems anymore because this was the problem. This was like the piece, the missing piece that nobody could see because it was like hiding in my body. It's so crazy how it was described to me, um, and how like rare it was. So uh, man, if you guys had any experiences like that, or you had any issues like, you know, belly wise or, or like medical, I'm, I'm happy to listen to all that stuff. Like I wish I felt more comfortable when I was younger talking about it, but everybody has to deal with this stuff. Everybody does just becomes this thing that like it's it's an easy thing to poke fun at when you're a kid. It's easy. But when you're an adult, man, start stuff starts going sideways. <laughs> so like talk about it. Get checked out. Get a primary care doctor. Don't be afraid of the doctor. Like just go do it, man. Go do it. Go get checked out, especially dudes, you know, it's it's you got to get you got to get your uh Got get your bellies and your booties all checked out <laughs> um it's been great guys appreciate it thanks for listening to me blabber on um yes i am gonna have guests again it's one of those times i hope you stick with me through it um and we'll uh we'll get some great musical guests on here i've already have some plans for some so don't uh yeah it's it's going to be great. I love doing these solo ones though, too. So there is something to that, but, uh, love you guys so much. Email into the podcast after the gig pod at gmail.com. I do want to do something fun and special for the live stream, uh, as like a crowd participation thing in one of the songs. I will explain more about that. Um, probably next week or or through a Facebook post or an Instagram post with some instructions because it's going to require some effort and some instructions. But if I can do it the right way, I think it would be really, really a really cool thing to add to the Over the Hump live stream, which would, would bring you guys in to the performance. Um, so talk more about that later. But please buy some merch check out the patreon join the community um, it's uh, you guys have been so supportive especially over this uh, rough time the corona times and uh, I really appreciate you so all right guys bye oh my life better, better get up better get out better get on my